Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Goals Allowed podcast with myself, Anthony Kendrick. Um, I thought as we're joined by two new faces on the show uh, in Paul Hampton and Oliver Inwood, uh, we would get a couple of fresh thoughts on VAR. Um, so at time, just before we started recording, there was the incident in the West Brom game involving uh, Diagne. Uh, he had a goal quite controversially ruled out. I'm sure I'm sure everyone's seen it by now, but that happened just as we started recording. Um, so over to Paul Hampton first, who started the discussion on that. Apparently, the PGMLO have come out and said that they've gone with that because they couldn't draw a definitive line from the goal scorer. I'm, I've looked at pictures the same as you have, Anthony. You only need to look at the picture. You don't need to draw, draw a bloody line because you can see that he's onside. Um, so the reason that VAR stuck with their original decision from measuring it from the wrong player is because they couldn't draw the line from the right one. Mm. It's disgrace. It's, it, of all the VAR decisions, I think this is the, the probably the worst one. It's it's on a par with the Villa uh, Villa Chef United when they, they had that goal ruled out last season in, in terms uh, of particle <laughs> First game, wasn't it, after lockdown? Yeah. <laughs> Goal line technology uh, just didn't work. And then the yeah. linesman couldn't see it was over the line, despite everybody being able to see it. It was, it was embarrassing. And VAR hasn't got better from there, has it, let's be honest. Well, are, are you guys, um, would you say you're in favour of VAR or against it? Yeah, I, I'm in favour of it in certain yeah. circumstances. The offside rule is... Too, the, the margins for offside are too thin for the technology. I, I go back to Liverpool's uh, on Saturday. The picture they're measuring from is pixelated. So you don't know where the shirt ends because the picture is taken from 80 yards away. And if you, the, the closer you zoom in, the more pixelated it gets. You can't give an accurate, pit, you can't give an accurate line on that. So in, in terms of offsides... It needs to. The only way to do it fairly for me is to measure from the feet, because mm. that is, you know, you're doing it from shirt sleeves on pitches that are 80 yards away. You can't do it. The technology isn't isn't good enough to do it. But in other circumstances, VAR works really well. The one I'll go. I mentioned it earlier is the Man United opening goal that was disallowed yesterday. That's a foul anywhere on the pitch because he flicks his arm out and catches him in the face, but the referee missed it. But it, but it was it is a foul ten times out of ten on a football pitch and, and like one of my mates United fan he said he's lucky he didn't get booked. Certain circumstances it works really well. Certain circumstances on like offsides, it just doesn't doesn't work at all. But I, I heard as well over the, the weekend that certain referees give more leniency than others when they're using it. So some would have allowed the Wolves goal on Friday night and the Liverpool one. And others just won't won't do it. So it's not even being like black and white with it now. It's it's still being down to the human interpretation. I agree pretty much with you, Paul. I think I think in concept it's a good idea, but it's been implemented horribly. Um, obviously, the offside stuff is you, you've explained it, and it's just it's a bit ridiculous. I think there needs to be some sort of a a bit of a you know how in cricket they have umpires call for, to allow yeah. for the margin, you know, the technology. They need to come up with some sort of equivalent football if they're going to use it for offsides or just decide not to use it for those close offsides. Um, but I do, th- I do agree. In general, it's a good, good thing for penalty decisions, all these sort of things. But the thing you know about, you know, how diff- how some referees would see some things differently to others, I think, well, it's like, 
I kind of feel like they need to eradicate that. I think they need to make, you know, this is a foul, this isn't a foul, if as to as much as they can do, because you do, you know, you see two different... Who was the one that, oh, this weekend, the Burnley player um, kicked the new Castle player in the face, didn't he? Um, yeah. To yeah. the corner, and it's like, well, that is a foul. Um, so why are you not giving it? Whereas, you know, obviously the Leeds player was rightly sent off. And it's like, well, you've kind of interpreted the same thing two different they, ways. They tried to do that, though, didn't they? They took the word intent out of the rules. So that's why, um, do you remember David Luiz got sent off uh, a couple of weeks ago? Because he was running behind a player, and the player's kicked Luiz's knee, gone down, it's a, it's a foul, and he gets sent off because the word intent is taken out of the rules. Trent Alexander-Arnold against Everton when... Um, he dived in to try and block the shot off uh, Calvert-Lewin. Now, he's about five yards in front of Calvert-Lewin at that point. Calvert-Lewin runs into him. Because Alexander-Arnold impedes him, it's a penalty. They, they did that to try and stop referees' interpretation, from what I understand. But it hasn't worked. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's just frustrating. I mean, it's just getting more and more frustrating, isn't it? With those sort of decisions, it's just... I, see, I kind of feel like they either... They need to come up because there is so many grey areas in football, but they need to try and eradicate as many of them if they're going to continue to use it as they are. Um, try and eradicate as many of them. So I mean, this is definitely foul. This isn't. I mean, if people will not agree with some of the things they decide are a foul and some things aren't, I mean, that's always just going to happen. But it's just the the inconsistencies and the off the ridiculous offside stuff. Um, you know, you we spend in like on the Liverpool game against Aston Villa, you're spending three minutes trying to see if it's yeah. turning out offside. And it's just like, what is the, what's the, it's just... It's not it, football, is it? It's just, and um, and I mean, and they're lucky at the moment. I, I always remember, you know, the, the brief season we were in the Premier League with yeah, being in the stadium and that sort of stuff is going on. It's just it's just ridiculous. It just takes sucks all the fun out of going to watch the game of football. Um, You know, you stop for three minutes, you don't know what's going on. You don't get any explanation of what's actually happened, apart from decision made penalty, and it's not what's, what's that for or anything. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't know what you guys think, but yeah, I don't know if you remember years ago they mic the referees up, um, and it didn't work because I think they, from memory I'm, I might be wrong. They mic them up for a United game, and in my head it was, it was against Arsenal, which is just suicide. You know, Keen Vieira on the pitch. I think Tony Adams was still playing at this point as well. So that, that's how long ago this was. But surely being able to mic them up so you can hear them talking to the VAR, especially when fans come back on the ground, like the uh, rugby does for TMO, and, and you mentioned cricket, Ollie, you can hear the yeah. third umpire. That has to be done. Like you say, if you're sat there for three minutes, you don't know what they're looking at. There's n- most grounds don't have big screens. Something needs to be communicated to the fans, or you go back to if you can't make a decision in thirty seconds, it's not a clear and obvious error. I completely agree with you on miking up referees. I think I think that's something we need to at least have another trial of, um, because yeah, I think I think fans would be more accepting of decision if if they say, you know, yeah, initially I think it was a penalty, but I've, looking at this angle, I believe he's dived or, or whatever it may be. Um, you know, I, th- I think fans, you know, both at the ground and at home would be more accepting of a decision if they can understand why he's reached it rather than just it's not a penalty. It is a penalty. It's offside. It's not offside. Um, I, I saw Arsene Wenger said that he he thinks there could be some sort of um, automatic 
system that could be incorporated for the next World Cup. And for me, for me, that's the answer. I, I find it hard to believe there isn't with trackers and such some sort of technological way of, of doing offsides because the offside rule was written in a way which was for somebody to look at with the naked eye. Um, you know, with, with linesmen in mind, not technology in mind and the rules. Well, some of the rules need a rewrite to be clearer, I think. I think that's the problem with some of it. So yeah, much all, all players wear GPS vests now as well, don't they, to see how far they've run. So they're already yeah, they... tracked up at that point. It surely isn't hard to 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 put something in place that that lets you just check it within 30 to 60 seconds, whether they're ahead of, mm. you know, player A is ahead of player B or, or whatever, and... What, do you know what really baffles me though with, with the offsides is you never get a picture that's side on in the Premier League with stadiums that cost you know 500 million quid and the, there's like 600 million cameras in the stadium they never have an offside that is parallel ever they, they did try some I think it was go on go on Ollie, sorry I know I was just going to say what I'd like to see them do as well it's it's something that I I'm going to say talk about cricket again but yeah um <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised they haven't done in cricket yet, but have specific VAR referees because the, the referees who do who run the VAR are you, you know the, the ones who aren't working the game itself, but you know John Moss, Mike Dean, and all that in the VAR room. Surely they must they must have enough money to train up people who you know their one job is to be a referee, but just work the VAR every weekend. You know you'd have the same people making the decisions. Every weekend. Yeah, I know what you mean. There was the the decision in the derby earlier in the season, Liverpool Everton, when Mane was given offside and he he wasn't. (laughs) Do you you remember? You know the one I'm on about. And then that referee, who was the VAR, can't David Coutts. He hasn't been allowed to referee a Liverpool game since because of the decisions he made in that game. You can't have referees who can't referee games. It it makes zero sense. You need to have, like Ali said, specific referees who are trained in the technology properly. Because, um, I mean, no, no offence to some of the, the referees, but it is like, you know, some of them are, are fairly, you know, getting on a bit, aren't they? And it's an old boys club, isn't it? Yeah, this technology must be, I mean, I feel for them a bit, because this technology's come in, and they must not be completely up to date with how to use it all and everything. Because, um, you know, they've never used something like it in their life, kind of thing, some of them. Um, and they're expected to, you know, draw these stupid lines on in, in, you know, under pressure. You know, it's a, you know, like you say, it's a derby game kind of thing. And they, you know, they, they know in the back of their mind that it's like, oh shit, there's 100 million people watching this. I've got to get it done really yeah. quickly. Crap, I don't know how to use it. It's just like, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me that there isn't I, people. I think as well, sometimes you see them kind of moving the lines to try and make the decision fit. And that, that kind of, I think that's what grates with fans a lot. You see it, um, where they'll put the line down initially and it's clearly the wrong decision. And suddenly the line will get moved. And you think, that, that line was right. I don't see why you're, why you're moving it. And surely with this technology, why, there must be a way to make it automated that the, that the computer will look at the lines on the pitch and you know where it you know where it is where the feet are the, the, there must be a way computers are you know can do pretty much anything these days mm. so why we can't do that the, the other thing I wanted to mention is the the BBC I think it's BBC or Sky 
have a way of spinning the camera when it's a freeze frame, goes into a, like an augmented reality. Mm. That's something else they could do to you to help referees make these decisions. Mm. Take away the lines, go augmented, and do it that way. Because I've seen that Sky change the angle on a, go- on a goal replay and stuff, but we can't change the angle on offsides or fouls or you know all this stuff that really needs to be important. I don't want to watch Raheem Sterling put it in the top corner from a hundred different angles. I've not seen to be right. You're right. I've not. I've not seen. It's two completely different skill sets, though. I mean, you talk about the fitness of referees, which is commonly put into question, and actually controlling a game stood on a pitch. And then operating, you know, it's a technical job, and tech, an IT job, and doing the lines and, you know, all the rest of it, looking at all the replays, deciding the best replays to look at. I knew, I know they get technical help in Stockley Park, but it's two completely different skill sets, and having specific VAR refs, I think, would help. I, I agree. I think there's, I think there's something in that for sure. Is that I remember years ago, I, I, you know, when I used to play football, I, I went through kind of an officiating course. I knew I was never really good enough to get anywhere, so I thought, you know, I want to stay kind of doing stuff on a Saturday. So I went and kind of looked at being a referee, and I went through the course, and you're told that if it is too close to court, the the advantage goes to the attacker. It has to, because, you know, if you're using an attacker, if you're leaning forward to run, your shoulder or your shirt sleeve in the new rules will be could potentially be ahead of the defender, but the rest of your body could be the other side. That isn't a offside to me. So if the lines are too thick, they need to go back to these advantages to the attacker and not keep um, punishing players who just react a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. The interesting, when I was doing some research for, for the, the VAR chat tonight as well, one of the things I looked at is the teams who've had the most decisions go against them. And compared to last season when it was Livar Pool, whatever it was, we're on like negative six, so we've had six more decisions go against us, and we have four as this year. Man City are second for the most in their favour, mm. and Burnley are top. So you know, West Brom are the same as same as Liverpool. They're, they're minus six. So you do wonder why certain teams seem to get the rub of the green, like Burnley. But it, it sounds like it all depends on the officials you get. Just think, Ollie, you've got all this to look forward to next season, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely been not been the one thing I haven't missed. <laughs> well, that and getting spanked, you know, four 0 every week. But um, it's, it's definitely. I mean, championship refs aren't they great, aren't great. But um, it's it's a lot more enjoyable knowing when you scored a goal that it's uh, you don't have to wait five minutes for it to be confirmed as a goal. Yeah, I think that's the, the, that's the thing, isn't it? It's just it takes the fun out of football. I go to football to watch goals. I don't go to football to watch the referee look at a TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think any line is going to top that. So I think we'll leave the show there. Um, thanks for listening to the show tonight. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Uh, if you just search for Goals Loud Podcast, also check out our friends at 606v2.com where you could discuss uh, football and VAR and all other sports uh, like cricket and rugby, which clearly do the technology much better than we do. So give that a look as well. A link in the description. Um, thanks for listening it's goodbye from myself from Paul Hampton and from Oliver Inwards